Hey, cousins. Welcome back to another episode of the Finesse and Failure podcast. Today, my guest is Taylor Drew. Taylor, what's up? Hello. Thanks for having me. Hey, cousins. So the reason you're on this podcast is because I've actually ran over your story on another podcast, and I wanted you as a guest here to talk a little bit about your journey, but also what you do and the importance of how you are stepping into entrepreneurs' lives and then changing their lives and their business. The founder and CEO of Systems Guru LLC. I am a business coach, a mentor, a friend, a cousin, a lover, all the things. And I'm super <laughs> excited to be here today. So basically what I do, online service providers, coaches, systems specialists, uh, develop their business, grow their business and make more money by leveraging their client experience. Oh, so talk to me about client experience. What does that even mean? Because as a business owner, we need to know who our customers and clients are, but what does an experience actually mean? Client experience makes up all of the different touch points you have between you and your customers. So from the first time that you interact with them all the way until you're finished offboarding them. Okay, so every single interaction, when they click on a form, when they respond to an email, when you when they pay that invoice is the whole is the holistic client experience. So what I work on is like, how do we make sure that's the best client experience? How do you develop these strong relationships with your, between you and your clients? So they really become a loyal friend and ultimately you're walking, talking billboard. So that's what I work with my people with. That walking, talking billboard is super important as a business owner that you always have traffic coming in, not only from your marketing, but the people you touch, you want to make sure that comes back into your business in a more profitable way, not just you spending money on marketing, but the people you're interacting with are also happy with your service and happy to come back and tell other people about you. So tell me how you got into client experience. Like is this something you always wanted to do or was this just like something random? I don't know. I think I naturally fell into it. Okay. So I okay. started my business systems see, as a virtual assistant. So I was providing general administrative assistance for overwhelmed entrepreneurs. This because I spent the past before that, I think seven years as an administrative assistant for large companies, making sure that I kept the office, the back end office clean so they can make money. So I'm like, all right, let's start a business doing the things I already know what I, I can do for small business owners. So then uh -huh, yes. I do with your skills, right? So then uh, shortly after I started my business as a virtual assistant, I realized that I wanted to do something different because I was tired of doing like the, the surface level things, scheduling, invoicing, things like that. I'm like, why am I doing this when I know the systems and the tools to automate all of this? Like paying decided to pivot into systems. So I'm like, all right, let me recreate. Let me show people and tell people that you don't have to hire a human being to do this. I know the systems and tools. I can set you up in them so you can be happy and you don't gotta you waste nobody's time. Cause we don't even like yes, doing that. <laughs> I'm all here for saving money. So if you're going to show me a system that's going to send that email for me, baby, sign me up. Sign exactly. me up every time. Okay. Exactly. Okay. So this, that type of system is called a CRM. And we'll probably talk about that today. A CRM is a client relationship management tool. And ultimately, it's the hub for you and your clients. So all of your emails, all of your forms, your meeting links, your invoicing, all of that communication between you and your clients. So I fell in love with the system that, that automates all these things. I'm like, okay. So then I started building my business. I was building out these systems for other business owners. I started seeing 
holes and gaps in that. Because what I saw is that people would come to me wanting me to fix their business by creating the system, but the system didn't fix what they really had an issue with. Okay. okay? Explain because that a little bit further. Solve everything. Sometimes you just need a strategy. You need a blueprint, okay? So if I can't create a system that will automatically or magically start getting you clients, no one's going to start coming to your website because they know you have this system. Like you have to have a marketing strategy, right? Correct. Correct. You still can't create a top-notch client experience. We can't automate things that you don't have. Right, so what are the forms that you need? Do you need an onboarding form? Do you need a better questionnaire form? Do you need a feedback form? Like, what? Let's talk about the strategy, okay? So this is the holistic client experience strategy. So that's why I pivoted into client experience coaching to make sure entrepreneurs had what they needed before they build out their system. So yes, before they even start, you're looking at what are people going to go through in your system before they even get there so that we fix anything that may be a hole. What type of holes or gaps were you seeing inside of their system? Okay. And not even inside of their systems, inside of their business. So some of the gaps oh. I saw inside of their businesses, they didn't even really understand or know who their ideal client is. You're going to talk to me about ideal clients. That's all I teach about. All I teach about because people don't know who they're trying to market to and they don't know how to get there. They don't even, mm -hmm. oh, you, you about to start making me cry, girl. I can't. <laughs> don't cry. Don't cry. Can't don't work. cry. Don't it cry. makes me so sad because so many business owners don't understand how important it is to actually have an ideal customer because who are you talking to when you're writing this stuff out? Posting on Instagram, but you ain't even got your back end set up yet. Like, what do you, okay. you want to start this business, but why? Who do you want to serve? Who do you want to help? And you're that's going to you build out the rest of your brand and your systems. If you know who you're trying to talk to, the copy you're going to write in the back end is going to be so much easier for you to write once you know who you're talking to. With some people, you don't talk to your best friend the same way you talk to your mama. Do you think you're going to talk to your, all your customers the same way? Mm-hmm. Make it make sense for me. So you were seeing these people who had these systems who didn't know who they were targeting or didn't know who they were talking to. What advice or what, what strategy did you tell them in order to fix those issues? Let's develop this persona. Who are you talking to? So we will walk through who do you, so you want to have a top-notch client experience. What is a top-notch client to you? What type of person do you want to work with? What type of person is going to actually do the, their part of the work? Because as service pro providers, we're typically helping them with something. So they will have to provide us what their brand board or their list of services. They have to provide us something. Are their client homework? Are they going to respond to you on time? Are they going to respect your boundaries? Let's describe your ideal client. So then we can design the experience around that. So that's where we start. That's a beautiful starting point too. And honestly, before business owners, and when they come to me, because I am a business coach, when they come to me with this, all right, this is who I market to. You market to people 85 to 65 years old. That's all I'm getting from you? No, ma'am. We're going to break it down. You're going to have a person you can look at. I know that I'm targeting Taylor Drew. I mm -hmm. know that. And it makes everything so much easier. So with you fixing and tweaking their systems, is building a system a one-size-fit-all? Absolutely not. It's custom for everybody, right? Every business owner. Every Depends on what industry you're in, the type of services. Because, hey, you can be 
a web designer. It could be three different web designers, right? Squarespace, the other one uses Wix, the other one uses WordPress, right? This one does VIP days, so she does like a two-day type of thing. This one does four-week four projects, and this one does just like maintenance services for people. Everyone has a different way that they want to deliver their service, right? So your client experience, your systems have to be designed around that particular signature service. I love it. I love it. I love it. As your show's called Finessing Failure. And we both know what that means, but in your own words, how would you describe, how would you define finessing failure? I would say finessing failure simply means failing forward, using your failures literally as lessons and just forward. Sometimes I'm like, all right, boom, what can I fail at next? Because I know as soon as I fail, a W was coming after that because I need to learn whatever is waiting for me at that failure. There's this fear around failure all the time. Oh, but what if nobody buys? Or what if this, you know, what if I'm wasting my time? But you have to go through that to learn what you need to learn to get to that next step. So Girl, that's the truth. That's the truth right there. I'm gonna tell you right now, if I didn't fail in my first three businesses, I would not have had any stepping stones to start my other business and succeed astronomically. Like, I'm glad for every failure that I came through because, like you said, they were lessons. So tell me about a time you finesse failure. Okay. My whole origin story is around finesse and failure. <laughs> okay. Let's find out the origin story. Girl, so I spoke a little bit earlier about how when I started Systems Guru or Guru was founded in January of 2020. At that time... I was going through hell. Like it was a lot of chaos going on in my life. Okay. So not only did I just find out that my partner at the time, my girlfriend, she was cheating on me. Okay. Oh, boo. I needed some extra money. So I did apply for a job, a promotion that I was very highly qualified for and deserved, but I was turned down. So I couldn't make the necessary money to get out of that situation, the living situation. It's like, all right. So. Now I'm here, I'm stuck, so what do I do? So luckily at the time I had a therapist because I had it for a few years working on some things. I, so I recommend a therapist to anybody. Just anybody 18 and up, get a therapist. Not mm -hmm. because you're going through it, but you might need them later on in life. You never know. And even through it, listen, like I was at a, a very like depressed state of my life and I needed something. So that's why I started Systems Guru. I started Systems Guru so I can make an extra $500 a month to get out of my bad situation and move into my own place. So even through that, I don't know, I don't know, Sin. This is a side note. And this is something I discovered about myself. I was actually, you know how um, Instagram, you read like the horoscopes and things like that? Oh yeah. I read those sometimes and I'm a cancer. So I'm a, little, I'm a cry baby little love girl. Oh, you're so emotional. Y'all so emotional. I know, I cry all the time. <laughs> But one I read the other day was like, Cancer, you're, like love is your biggest distraction, but greatest mm. asset. And that resonated with me because in my life, listen, I've been in like, I've always been in relationships. I don't know why, but it, it's like, it's been a distraction sometimes, but I don't know the heartbreak though, the heartbreak be the asset because I always propel forward. I use that energy to feed something else, like some other passion and desire to move forward. Like I have to get out of it in a great space because I don't know if I would have started my business 
if I wouldn't have been like in the midst of a huge heartbreak. And that for me, because I'm in this space right now, my entrepreneurship journey is like, that has been the like most helpful failure that I've had, right? Because it granted me the energy that I needed to create this. That's beautiful. Even from something so bad, because I, I just went through a breakup here recently myself and I threw my girl is fine. <laughs> it's okay. If it's not okay now, it'll be okay later. And that's how I look at it. If I wasn't so sad, I was like, I need to figure out something to do. And as soon as I threw myself into my work, my actual job and my, my side hustle, my businesses and everything else, I found myself more fulfilled, happier because I'm actually making progress in my own growth. And then I started seeing my therapist again too, because we'll shake you in a minute but as soon as i figured out all these other things that made me happy i was like all right well he's gone it's, i'm sure someone else is out there for me if not i'm happy with what i'm doing right now and i'm happy that you are able to take that and push you forward into opening up your business and you have something so phenomenal and you built something so successful like that has to feel good like hey if you were a phoenix and you rose from the ashes girl that's what it is i love that <laughs> yes exactly what happened because you could have decided to stay down. You could have decided like that was going to be your breaking point. That was your 13th reason. You decided to let it push you into something else. And that, that's not a bad thing because you are now with someone that makes you happy. I be seeing and I be on your Instagram. I be stalking. And you're also really pushing yourself forward in your business as well. Because them IG lives, baby, I be trying to catch the ones that I'm available for. Girl. But you be in it and you be on it. And I love it. Thank you. You're welcome. You're doing such a phenomenal job from what you came from to NAS from an outside looking in. So I can only imagine how you feel as the business owner, as the person. It's amazing. Thank you so much, girl. You're going to make me cry. I thought you was emotional. Don't do no, no tears. No tears. We're not crying. Oh, no, no, no. I'm going to give you your flowers when your flowers are due every time. And I see you putting in so much work. So that is the time you finesse failure, right? Is that the only time you finesse failure? <laughs> Girl, no, I fail every other month. It's been a lot of learning lessons. Like in the beginning, the learning lessons taught me how to grow my business, right? So I had to learn some lessons where a client comes and they want a refund, right? And it's like, wait, why? <laughs> so I was like, all right, so what do I need to put in my contract to make sure that I am telling people there's no refunds because this is what goes into this. But I had to experience that to may sound simple or evident, right? But when you start something and you're working on the big projects, you don't think about in the weeds and what could possibly be, right? Right. So it was things like that around boundaries that I had to realize and learn. Things about, like, I've had some failed launches, right? So imagine working months and months on an offer. You start marketing it and promoting it and guys, nobody's wa nobody wants to sign up, right? So you experience these things. So then you can look at it, right? So I took learning the lesson from the failure. It's like, all right, so why did nobody buy? Hmm. Yep. Let's investigate. Was it yep. the offer? Was it the price? Was it the timing? Because we also have to realize as entrepreneurs, we have seasons. And yes. so in your clients. So that's why you need to know your ideal clients so much, like to a T. So you can know when they are more inclined to buy versus when they just want to chill. For example, gyms, right? We all go to a fitness gym. Everybody, well, everybody knows, but in January, the gym is going to be packed. 
Okay, the gym. January is the time that I avoid the gym. And do you know why? Mm -hmm. Everybody who's starting their New Year resolution, all those, we're going to have a slim, we're going to be slim fine, slim thick by summertime. All them folks be in the gym, taking up all the machines and using all the space and breathing all the air. And mm -hmm. I'll be here for it. So me personally, I'm going to still use my gym membership. I'm going to just go later on in the nighttime when folks sleep. I'm not headed to that gym during January, February. I got to wait till March to go back during normal operating hours. Yes. And I feel that. I know you hate it, but those gym owners, those gym owners, though, they love that shit. Okay. Because they pack, they pockets getting real fat at that time. But let's yes. fast forward to around June, May, it started getting hot. Everybody who started the gym in January, feeling themselves, they don't feel like they need to be in the gym. They want to be outside, right? Showing off their hot bods. So those gym owners, those pockets, right? <laughs> those pockets start thinning a little bit. But guess what? They know their seasons. They know their ideal clients so they can prepare for that. And this is the type of research and development that you have to do as a business owner, right? And sometimes you don't think about doing that until after some, a failed launch or so. Right. Why? Well, you really need to do some investigating. Like, why didn't this necessarily work out? Or why didn't this work out like I really wanted to? I'll tell you a quick story about my pivot, right? So I told you I okay. pivoted from system strategist into coach. When I think very quick, I'm, I'm not lying. So last July, I was hosting a free workshop, right? Free masterclass. Okay. I do that sometimes. I'm hosting one next week. Cool. I saw. I was just about to say that you're hosting one next week. Yes, ma'am. I hope you pull up. Um, but so the point of this masterclass was to teach, right? I was teaching people how to create a signature client process. So a process is are the steps, the step-by-step guide that you have to take to client through the experience okay. so but i was doing this to promote and market my done for you system services okay i wanted to i spent months and months on this new branding and this new offer and i contracted a few different subcontractors because it was going to be a whole deal i was going to have a brand person a copywriter an automation specialist and when they okay. came Okay. I was going to just send their projects through the different people to create this beautiful, robust system, right? Right. I was to put together this masterclass. I'm like, oh, yeah. So I put this on. Everybody's going to want me to do their systems and da-da. But what ended up happening on this masterclass, it was great. For one, it was great. I'll just put that in there. I want you to think nope. it was bad. But it didn't go as expected because when I started promoting my system stuff at the end, nobody wanted the system stuff. They was in my chat box talking about, so do you have a coaching program? So can you coach me? Get a coach? I'm like, what? I spent these last three months putting this stuff together. Y'all want something else? <laughs> what? Mm. But I bet that turned into something even better. So tell me. How did you pivot and how did you actually come back from that? Girl, so I ended up pivoting. Actually, before that, how did you feel when no one actually bought? That's the question I should have asked. How did you feel when no one purchased? I felt a little confused. Okay. Um, <laughs> I felt a little confused because, you no, know, you put, as an entrepreneur, you put your life, you put your heart, you put everything out on the floor, right? Yes. And I felt like I gave my all to 
putting the back end of this offer together. So sign contracts, all this other stuff, brand partners. So I was confused, like, why didn't that work? Like, why are they asking for something completely different? So mm -hmm. I think the word, I was absolutely confused. I was mm -hmm. it definitely pivoted into excitement very soon though. So it went from confusion to like, oh, they really want this. So it turned to turned into me being intrigued a little bit. Even after that class and they were chatting me and, and okay, do you do coaching? What is it up? <laughs> I can Only on the year trying to figure it out. Imagine you was like, okay, but da -da. I'm like, I don't know. It was like, oh, but it made me feel good because they want me to coach them. I'm like, okay, so you want something different from me. You actually want me to teach you something. You like how I talk to you and how I pour into you rather than like how I, what I deliver, right? Or right. What I do. So that was very interesting. And basically the pivot was like within 24 hours, girls, real quick. They asked for it. Um, Wait, you said 24 hours? 24 hours. Within 24 hours, I put together a group coaching program. I did. But, so here's oh, the thing. Whoa. Here's the thing. <laughs> Here's the thing though, here's the cheat code. And this is how you know it was meant to happen. I used the framework from that masterclass for my program. That was it, I already had, I had the structure. I didn't have to think too much about it because it was already there. So really, I needed that masterclass, right? And that masterclass was attached to the other offer. So that's, I was meant to do all of that work, whatever to create this master, to be the channel between me and the people, letting me know that they want something different from me and also provide the framework for something even greater that I even didn't even know was mm. happening. And how did you feel after you launched that group coaching session? How did you feel? I, I was scared. Okay. scared. I think, I think was... it's fair though. I think it's fair to be scared for launching something 24 hours, mind you, after something that didn't go right didn't go right and now you're launching this brand new thing i would be terrified to be honest i would be terrified but how I did it go i didn't know what was going to happen it went amazing so within 24 hours of me launching that i got my first student so i was like oh okay so somebody she didn't even join the master class she so the pro the program that i was working with they it was only us based but people from different countries and stuff was trying to join. So I was like, oh, my bad, but I'll give y'all the replay. I didn't even know, I didn't even know I had like a national following. I was like, oh, y'all trying to, oh, were you located? Oh, you in the UK? Oh, you in Jamaica? Oh, oh, oh. okay, my bad, y'all. I didn't even know that y'all needed something from me. But she watched the replay and she was like, oh my gosh, this replay is so good. Like that class was so good. I'll pay right now. Let's go. I'm like, wait, whoa. She said, here are the funds services coaching let's do it that's exactly what she said she said here are the funds take them and it's like she wasn't even one of the original ones asking for it right because she couldn't even attend live right so on this massacre you see all this stuff unfold still have the recording i still send it out still a resource but wow. you can see literally that how it unfolded and um, yeah, and then the next day I got somebody else, and the next day I got somebody else. So I ended up having five. So I only launched it for a week. I said, all right, next week we're gonna start. 
I don't know. Um, and I ended up having five students in my first cohort, one from the UK, one from the Philippines, and then three of them, they just like found me on Instagram. I was like, wait, what? Okay, cool. So we did the first cohort. It was just four weeks. So it was real, like I had four modules, like four sections in my master class. So we spent one week on each of the four. That's dope. Congratulations. I know it's like in the past, but still congratulations because that's amazing. So next, let's talk a little bit about personal development because obviously you are not the same person you were when you were a VA. <laughs> I'm not the same person I was two years ago. What do you do to personally develop who you are as a business owner, as just your regular self? What do you do? I do so much. So it depends on which lane. I have different lanes. So I just have to make sure that my cup is full in all of the pillars. So I have different pillars, like my social pillar. I don't know about you, but I'm not my best self if I'm not social, right? If I don't see my friends or be in social settings, I'm an extrovert. Like, I like to have my cup full, physical. Like, I have to make sure that I'm working out. I go to my, I have a routine. Okay, I go do Zumba on Mondays, on Wednesdays and Fridays and Saturdays. I have a routine. So even if that, like, I got trap cardio, got my yoga by bird on the TV myself and make sure I'm taking care of my body and my body will take care of me. My mind, education, like I read. Oh, talk to me about the book. Yes. Mm -hmm. I read books to develop, of course, my skill, right? And client, I have client experience books like this book right here, Contagious. I just finished this book, but it's all about like why things catch on, like how to go viral, what makes you spark, like how to make your clients love you, right? That's my lane. So I'm developing. But also I have books to develop me as a person, like Abundance Now by Lisa Nick or- I've actually you heard of that book, but I haven't read it yet. It's good, girl. It's good. Okay. And it has, I, I like my it collection. it has prompts in there. So you can like journal in the morning because that's also what I do. I journal every single morning. I have to check in with myself. How am I feeling today? What do I need? Right. What am I grateful for? Like, I have affirmations. That's what we was talking about on the live yesterday. I have two pages of affirmations that I say out loud every single day to ground myself or remind myself yeah. that I'm not finished. Okay? You right. can make the decisions. Trust yourself. Pour into your body. Uh, you have people around you that love you. You're a great yes. student, which makes you an awesome teacher. Like, I have these reminders every single day. Because you, to show up as your best self, to be as confident, right? To deliver at an ex an exceptional level, you have to be your best self. In order to do that, yes. feed yourself. Yes. And that's what I think personal development, development is. It's feeding yourself in the best way. So like you said, you're physical. You're going out, working out. You know, you're mental. You're reading books. Even if it's not about business. Because sometimes you have to separate your business from yourself and do stuff for you. Girl, I'm a shopper. I like self-care. When I get my nails and my toes done every two weeks, I like getting my hair done. Like I love doing those things and that's what feeds me. And when I feel my best self, when I look my best self, I am able to produce and I'm able to be in my business and be wholeheartedly there. And I feel like that's what makes me so good at what I do because I take time for me. And as you begin and when it's your first year or two, we're taught or we see that we need to put our 110% of everything we have into our business. And then when it fails, we feel like a failure. And when it doesn't do well, we just don't feel well and we quit because we put everything we had into it instead of keeping a little bit for ourselves and working on ourselves every single day. 
Now you broke down two books in front of me and I, I want those titles back, right? I want those titles back. <laughs> hey, my bad. I just be you. I want them titles back. So I know you said one of the books was Contagious and I'm a very big reader. So Contagious is about your client experience and making sure that you're standing out, how to go viral, what catches on, trends and things of that nature. Would you recommend that as your finessing read of the week? Do you no. have another book in mind? No. Okay. Something else in mind. Because oh. this is good, okay, but it's a good book, right? But <laughs> I think if I were to suggest a book, suggest the other book that I pulled out, um, Lisa Nichols of now, because it really, I touched on the different pillars and the affirmations and things like that. This has been like the most game changer for me personally, which has helped me professionally and it has mm -hmm. catapulted my business. Okay. okay. So I definitely suggest this book as the read of the week. Awesome. So I'm going to go ahead and add that to my Amazon cart because I will be, actually, no, I'm not adding to my Audible because if I order it on Amazon, I'm not going to read the physical book. I don't know what it is about me sitting down and being still. I do not read physical books. I will Audible that thing in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. Girl. I don't know. Okay, I just, well, I can't right, get so through let me, it. Let me give you a little preview though because I don't know. You may okay. think it. There are okay. things in this book that there are so many journal prompts that you'll want to highlight or write down because that's what I did. Every morning after okay. I was done reading, I would do the journal prompts. There's also some like, she talks about visualization, seeing yourself already where you want to be, like mm -hmm. literally doing the work, right? And she has an expert that you can record yourself like on a memo or something and listen to at a later date and while you sit down and listen to yourself tell you these amazing things. And that's what I did. Like I had a speaking engagement last year, end of the year. And I would, while I was walking through Chicago, listening to myself, pour into myself. Mm. Now breathe. And so I don't know if you could necessarily do that with the, you know, with I'm gonna the have to order it. I'm gonna have to order it, especially if it has journal prompts in it. I'm a sucker for a, a clean notebook. I love pen paper. Actually, I've been trying to transition it to my iPad, but there's nothing like a journal that you can just pull out and write. So it's all right. Notes on notes. Like when you can write some stuff down, do you see this? Yeah. Like, you see all of these, but when you do that, I don't know. I think it just takes what you're writing to a whole nother level. I love a good book though. And thank you for breaking that down for me. So we talked about a time you, we talked about a couple times, you finesse failure. Tell me about one of the best days you've had in your business? One of the best days that I had, like when you say best, what whether that be you getting a client to where they need to be, whether it's something that you did that you made yourself proud of, whether it's okay. something that, you know, a monetary amount of money you reached for the month, like whatever it may be, what okay. was the best day you had? Okay. I'm going to tell you all my business then. Okay. So I'm going to be real transparent. Okay. So I quit my job last October. So October, 2022, I was a contractor for Meta and operations. Yeah. Doing VP leadership experiences. So client experience, right? Um, oh, this has to be a six figure job. This has to was, be. It was okay. a job. So we quit a six figure job. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. <laughs> yeah. So I, okay. All right. So, all right, let me give you the whole timeline. So in July was the masterclass. August was the first coaching program, right? Mm -hmm. September, I did another coaching cohort. October, 
I decided to quit my six-figure job because it was for my mental health. Okay. Um, it and was, that's understandable. It was too much. They were asking things that didn't make sense. I told y'all in the beginning, like, I don't like wasting my time. I don't like doing things that don't make sense, right? So, like, let me tell you what's really going on. You just need this system. But the way that they were operating, it didn't matter what my opinion was. Like, I had mm -hmm. to do things their way. And for me and my energy that I needed to save for my students, okay, so I had decided to quit that job. And then I went to Africa for like a week and a half. So I already had it, I already had it trip. I already had it planned out. It was a business immersion program okay. um, by my good friend. And yeah, I was like, I'm gonna quit my job, whatever this perfect time and I'm going to Africa. When I get back, I got three days still on the job and then it's on me. So I was like, all right, I'm about to ask the ancestors to cover me while I'm over there. I'm gonna make sure. That <laughs> So we straight, make sure we good for when I get back. It was great, but I will say the next two months after that, like November, December, they were very rough. I had this group coaching program, but it wasn't to like what I really wanted. So I wanted to revise it and change it, evolve it. I invested in this group coaching program for myself to you know, upgrade my group coaching program. Huge investment. It was a five-figure investment, but uh, it wasn't the best. I didn't feel great about it. I didn't. Mm. So that was like a kind of like a blow, right? And then I wasn't necessarily enrolling clients at the time. So all long story short, I didn't have a lot of revenue coming in. I bootstrapped those two months after I quit my job. Like, like y'all, you listen, you think you got savings until it's time to use it. That savings is made. It goes Girl, so fast. It's it gone so fast. before you can say savings. It's gone. It's like, all right. So I had to like really put in faith. I even and it's, it's crazy. I even had to, not that I had to, I chose to ask my parent, my mom, for some money. I did. Can you front me a little bit so I can sustain myself for the next month and a half while I revise this group coaching program so that I can put it to this point where it can make double, triple, quadruple that. And But that was, for one, that was something I was celebrating because it was huge. I never asked my parents or anybody for anything so that right. was kind of like, oh girl you could but you know what y'all as an entrepreneur you have to get used to asking for money you have to mm -hmm. that, talking to investors telling them selling yourself and being proud of that like you have to gain capital right for your business so yes. this was great practice for me all right I, it was a proposal like it was a whole thing oh you had a professional setup yes ma'am it wasn't no text mom can i get some money real quick no, it was a professional I never, setup. I never, I never did that. Like I never had to do that. So I didn't want to come at her in any type of way. She had to, even though she believes in me, but this is serious, very low mom. Um, but I had a client that I was working with at, at the time and we had stopped her project. Cause I told y'all people come to me asking for systems, but they really have bigger problems that we got to fix. And it came to a point with that client, we had to make a decision like, hey, we can pause the project or we can go in this other direction. And the other direction was a new offer that was a five-figure offer that I told myself, this is what I can bring to her business, right? This is the value. It was $12,000 in total. This is the value of what I have going on. Let me send it over to her and give it to her as choice number two. So I'm like, okay, I don't know what's, what the hell she's going to say to this. I already paid me five grand for this and then two grand for that and just a lot. Right. But she had responded like, me, I understand this. I know that this is something that I need. Let me see what I can do. 
So long story short, some weeks came went by and that's fine. So we were, we were working on other stuff. But in January, she came through, y'all. And she paid in full. So imagine. I love a paid in full invoice. Girl, don't we love them? Don't we love them? And again, I'm not trying to put my money out there. I'm really not trying to sell my business. But I'm trying no. to share the story and be really transparent how you can go from making $2,000 a month and struggling and having to ask your mama for money to making $12,000 in a day on the mm. fourth day of a new year. And you're like, wow, I just made more money than, what, like three, four of my paychecks from last year. You know what I mean? That so, had to be confirmation as well that you were on the right path, that you were doing the right thing and you made the right choice. It was such a confirmation that felt really good because a lot, just like us, right? We doubt ourselves and it's like, am I worth this? Can I really do this? Can I really communicate the value that I can bring to someone? Do I have what it takes for them to believe in me and trust them in their business? Yes. And it's someone that you actually enjoy and actually can vibe with it just means 10 times more and then after that i got another private client and then another private client so it was like okay taylor you doing what you need to do like you did what you need you had to take those two months off to get into your routine like it used to be an entrepreneur get your fitness kind of like coop from that really bad mental health situation at the old place and get ready for this next chapter. That's something that I am still celebrating and I feel really great about. And it's something that I have been helping my clients with. Like my whole thing is how can you promote yourself within the working relationships that you already have? Somebody with a project here and there, but like, where are those gaps where you see in their business that they really need help with? How can you provide them you know, the filler of those gaps and how can you communicate that to them so then that you're promoting yourself. Because one thing about me, like in those jobs, I told you, I applied for promotions. They wasn't promoting me. I don't, I don't, but here at Systems Guru LLC, I don't need your permission. I feel like you should. Every time you have a client, there should be an upsell somewhere. Not because, mm -hmm. you know, you want to make some money and you're greedy, but because maybe that's actually something they need and you should offer it. Just in case. Because had you not offered that, that 12K, five-figure investment, but something she needed, you would have never made that. So exactly. promotion of yourself should always be, you should always promote yourself anyway, no matter where you are. If someone says I need X, Y, and Z and you sell X, Y, and Z, well, that, let's mm -hmm. see if we can work together. Let's see if we're going to be a good fit for each other. And that should be the conversation. Um, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. So what did you drink? I've been bartending for two years, almost two years. What is the drink that you drink after a celebration, after a five-figure deal closed? What do you drink? What is the drink of a true finesser? Girl, let me tell you, the drink of a true finesse, it's a nice classic sidecar, honey. It has to be in the chilled martini glass, okay, with the sugar on the rim, with mm. bitters and the, and the small ice chips in there. All right, make sure that lemon, make sure that lemon is on the side, okay? Oh, <laughs> I love a sidecar. First time I ever tried one, I was like, I don't know. But once I started feeling it, I was like, get me another one. Exactly. You. Like, right. one, you, you look at like, this little video drink, girl. That thing gonna be on your chest, okay? I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so wrapping up, 
Tell me a piece of advice that you wish someone would have told you when you were first starting out in your business. I think the first thing that I, not first, but the one thing that I think that I wish someone would have told me was that everything's going to change. Be ready to change. Be ready to pivot. Nothing is going to go as planned. Like, nothing. That part. Nothing is going to go as planned when you are out here in your entrepreneurial world, like nothing is gonna go, your plan is gonna say, Skew. the plan mm-hmm. itself is gonna be a roller coaster. And you might get a little circle, circle, and then you're going out. Yes, I, yes, a thousand percent, yes. <laughs> I'm okay. glad because like, because I already went my y'all. way. Or you told y'all like three false stories of like just random stuff happening and I don't really know what's going on. That's going to be it. But with that, take this though. Take this. So do not spend your time perfecting every single little thing because it's not going to go as planned. I get it. You want to be organized. You want to wait till it's perfect, but just put it out there. Put it out there before it's perfect. Do it scared. Like just, you just got to throw yourself in it. Do it scared. Do it when it's not perfect because you know what? Perfection is unattainable in a lot of different things. No business is going to be perfect. We're going to fix this mountain of safe. We're going to hire somebody like Taylor. She's going to find them gaps and holes. And then we're going to make it better. Oh, girl, yes. Do it scared and do it before it's perfect. Before you think it's perfect. Because you'll waste so much more time trying to make it perfect before you even. (laughs) I wasted so much time. Trying to make sure everything is perfect. And here you are. Oh, Lord, girl. That sidecar, I actually want a sidecar now that you said that. Okay, me too. I'm like, mm, what time now is that you it? Said a sidecar? Look, it's almost, actually, it's five. It's almost it's five o'clock. It's o'clock. I mean. I might have to get one before I go. Okay. <laughs> but let me see. Let me see. What questions should I have asked you that I didn't ask you that you think you can shed light on? We kind of talked about being clear on who your ideal client is and things like that. I kind of want to just make sure that I am emphasizing that you need to be clear and specific about everything. Just your client. Like, what do you want? What do you, where do you want to be in a year? What do you see for your business? Even when it comes to like, hey, you want to be successful, right? Or if you say you want to make six figures, how would you be spending those six figures? What do you need those six figures for? What does mm. your day look like, right? If you're a six-figure owner, uh, own, you know, what does your daily routine look like? What do you want to wake up and feel? Do you? What are you wearing? What are you wearing to bed? Do you wake up with some silk pajamas, okay, and put on your nice Gucci slippers and walk to your other room where you do your meditation and you sit on your medicine ball and your cute little yoga corner and turn on your music? You know what I'm saying? Like, really just what does it look like yeah get creative step out the box like what does that look like for you you say you want to do self you want to be self-care so what is that routine Mm. do you get your hair done once a week by who are you Mm. what styles are you trying you know what i'm saying let's get specific so it can we can get you there okay because you're Mm. not going to get there unless you know specifically what you want and also what can you do today to feed into that person you want to become do you need to just go ahead and purchase those silk pajamas so you can feel like a millionaire when you wake up, when you go to sleep? Do you need to get a new, you, do you need to create a little yoga corner for yourself so you can start getting into that habit? Do you need yes. to start looking for celebrity hairstylists 
so you know who to go to? Do you need to get us, look at who you want to be your stylist? You know what I mean? You have to set those intentions and then actually work toward those intentions as well. It's mm -hmm. okay to set a goal, but what's the goal without you actually measuring out the steps to get there? So I definitely understand that. That's a major key. It's a yeah. major key because... And it has helped I'm big me. on self-care, but it's no point in me being big on self-care if I'm not going to go out and get my feet done at the best nail salon while I'm sipping my champagne. It's no point. I need a nail salon that has pedicures, their chairs do my massaging back, they do the hot stones on my leg, and mm. they do a peel. I need all of that. So mm. I look for all of that. I don't want a nail salon that's going to make me get up and go to the sink to wash my hands after the cuticle oil, okay? I want somebody that's going to bring the hot towel to me Wipe off my hands, put lotion on my... You need specific. Be very specific. Be very specific. Yes, ma'am. It's been a pleasure having you on my podcast, Taylor. I oh, I love that. I love it. All right. Thank you so much, Taylor. Thank you so much for having me. I'm no happy. Problem. And we will talk soon.